Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to the Crimson Flow Biblecast podcast. I hope this podcast blesses you like it has me by reading the Word of God. So don't forget to share with your family and friends. Thank you all, and God bless you. Alrighty then, welcome back to another episode of Crimson Flow Biblecast. I'm your host, Nathan. And let's go ahead and get into this. Okay, so we are in Proverbs 12 today. Sorry, my voice is a little under the weather, but I'm going to go ahead and get through with this. I thought about not doing it, but and this is why the episode's late, but you know what? This ain't for me. This is for him. All right? So it says, verse 12, Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. A good man obtaineth obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but by the but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. Now we can we can just take this whole little area right here and it kind of goes into just detailed how people that turn from Jesus essentially but turn from the Lord in a way that it is all of his attributes that he gives you the knowledge the the understanding the wisdom and everything and it, it just kind of goes into detail here about how not being uh, on his side is is what you what you can look for in people that don't have Jesus to know whether or not they say who they they are who they say they are, you know. Because we we can always look at people, and we're not supposed to judge openly. But I mean, we can always have our thoughts. But at the same time, we should always not let those thoughts control us in our judgments on people. Because we are not supposed to be judging others. Because Christ is the only judge. Then it goes on to say, The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous shall stand. A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, but he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. He that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that hath honoreth himself and lacketh bread. I think that the last part kind of goes along with pride. You know, he that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that is that honoreth himself and lacketh bread. Like you can, if you got so much pride, you but you are doing without because you are prideful. I mean, you know, and like I said earlier, this is all kind of going back to how we act and the fruits of our personalities and the fruits of our being are direct correspondence with who's inside us and who that wolf we're feeding, like I mentioned in a previous vid- uh, video uh, podcast. So I'm not saying we should go around checking people out, but we should look at ourselves, you know? Like we should, we should take this scripture here and look at ourselves and see what kind of fruit are we putting off, you know? What kind of... Are we like are we showing Jesus is what I'm trying to say. Are we showing God's love? Are we showing 
are we or are we showing like a hint of God's love, but we are still human? I don't really mean that in a good way. I mean that like simply, are we showing Jesus, but then we still have so much human in us that we are wicked in thoughts, or are we refusing the knowledge of the Lord? Like because. I've seen people that they have believed something all their life, even though that you can point b- biblical scripture to them that pr- proves them different. They don't want to learn it because it's what their religion has told them, like their denomination of religion. And I, you know, I, I've heard a famous quote that said, "Religion will take you straight to hell," and I believe it. If you stick to religion and not to to the Bible and not to Jesus. Your religion will not win win you over with Jesus. One of these days, some people are gonna go up to uh, up to Jesus in the Great Throne Judgment, and be like, like I've been a Baptist or I've been a Pentecostal or I've been a Holiness for uh, so many years or Methodist or whatever, and he's gonna look at him and be like, but did you have a relationship with me and not your religion? That's the issue. If it's stated in the Bible, we need to believe it out of the Bible. We don't need to pick and choose what happens in the Bible. I see that so many times. Like we we hold so strong to our faith that we're not willing, or not to our faith, uh, but to our our religion and our denomination that we are not willing to even think about learning outside the box, so to speak. And I think that's a little wrong because the like I've told or like I've said before, the the Bible is a living word. I mean, you can read it fifty times and still get something, or five hundred times, or a thousand times. Read the whole thing cover to cover, and you will still find stuff that you didn't know before, or you didn't read before, or, or whatever. I've I've pointed out stuff to people many times before, and I actually showed it to them, and showed them the context of what it was talking about because that's a lot of what the Bible's about is context, and they've been so amazed because they had never seen it before, and they've read that part many times, and that's I mean that's just literally the Holy Spirit looking at you and be like, okay, I've so told you this much for so long, but now it's time for you to learn this. Because it is all in God's timing that we learn each thing that we learn because it is that part of our life and it helps us grow spiritually. Okay, we may not know something for 50 more years if we're on this earth, but yet the day we learn it is the day we actually need it even if we don't know it at that point or not. We may need it the day after that we learn it, you know. So in this book of Proverbs, we just need to remember that what we're learning in here is kind of how we... Not just other people should act, but we should act and how we should be as Christians. And granted, I know he was talking to the Jews, but God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. So he's not going to change for Christians as he is for the Jews. The only difference is is we believe in the, the sacrifice of the Lamb, which is Jesus. As far as like rules go, you know. All right, so let's go ahead and um, get back into the scripture. And honestly, I don't really remember which one I was at. Okay, um, I think I am, yeah. It says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. The, the wicked desireth the net of the evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, 
but the just shall come out of trouble. Kind of goes along with that whole um, storyline of your mom or dad always told you if you don't, if you tell the truth, you won't be in as much trouble, which we all knew we still got in trouble. But to think back on it, you know, we feel like they lied to us, but they didn't. If if we hadn't have told the truth and we actually did lie, would our punishment have been worse? Maybe not in that instant, but over time, the lack of trust from parent to child would have been increasing. It's like one of those um, slow death kind of things. And and I'm not saying nobody. I'm not saying anybody's gonna die, but I'm just saying like the the relationship between parent and child, the the more untrustworthiness that happens, the more it grows and the more it grows, it gets to that point where you can't trust your kid when they say they're going out to the movies with friends and they literally are just going out to the movies, but there's no trust there. So you expect them to go out and be, you know, partaking in all this substance abuse and all these um, horrific, I don't want to say horrific, that's kind of mean, um, sexual acts, but you see what I'm saying? Like, we expect them to be worldly teenagers because there is no trust there. So, in a sense, yes, you are punished less. Punished less if you tell the truth. Okay? But we really just don't see the effects of it at that point because we still get our our butt smacked or we still get put to high mount, whatever it is you choose to do. I got my butt smacked, so... um but I didn't lie after that. I mean, I learned my lesson. And then, okay, let's get back to the scripture. And it said, "The uh, a man shall be satisfied with a good, with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered unto him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto the counsel is wise." Have you ever noticed that people that are so crazy and filled with sin, and when I say filled with sin, I know we all sin, but I'm talking about people that gladly sin, like they just don't care, but they always think they're smart, they always think they're doing the right thing, they always think, it's it's like that veil that the devil has put over their eyes that, to make them believe that they are in the right, that they are the chosen one, so to speak, and of course that pride leads to nothing good, we all know that. But then, it, like it says right here, it says, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. So, I mean, how you speak, how you talk to others, those are the fruits of your mouth. And, you know, if you if you have good fruits that come out of your mouth, then you're going to be more of a happy person. If you're always talking negative, always talking down to people, there's just something about that. Like, I've been there. You know, I got caught up in some... Um, emotional warfare or I guess you could call it and I just all I could do was talk bad about certain people and this was years ago but it was like there was this veil of negativity that come over me and it was it was the devil that's the only thing I could explain it as he come over me and he was just overshadowing me with this darkness like I couldn't fully be happy and of course we all know that one thing leads to another and I don't know where it would have went if I let it keep taking control and at the time I hadn't really been going to church so you know this is uh where it can lead so we all must be careful 
and how far we let sin take control of our lives. And simply, we should try not to sin at all. But the Lord knows we struggle. He does. And He does forgive us. But He also doesn't forgive us if we keep willingly go back to it. Because if we willingly keep going back to our sin and we willingly keep doing it, that is turning away the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit of conviction, the Holy Spirit of redemption, the Holy Spirit of of um, correction. And then we fall along the lines of blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Okay? When we turn him away so many times or, or discount his uh, his authority and his power, or maybe even give it give his power credit to the devils, you know, we do that. That's that's along the lines of blasphemy in the Holy Ghost, and I don't believe that it is um, instantaneous. I don't believe it's one action, you know, like like you're not just going to slip up and say, and all of a sudden you've committed that. No, this is acts over time. This is completely and utterly just denying. Even though you think you not you're not, just over time that that you're chiseling away at that at that sin, and once you break through, you can't come back. I mean, it's unforgivable. But the worst part about it is, is you will still feel good about yourself. You will still feel like you're in the right. But in the end times, God's gonna look at you and be like, "Get away from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I never knew you." Okay, back to scripture. It says, um, says in verse 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth to the counsel's wise. Okay, I just read that. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. That's kind of obvious. I mean, if you speak truth, you're going to show righteousness because one of the commandments is thou shalt not lie or bear false witness. That's what that means. And then obviously a false witness is deceit. If you're always lying about stuff, you're always going to be deceiving everybody. So they were, I mean, that's just self-explanatory. Fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covers shame. Of course, you know, some people, they just want to cover themselves up, like all the history they've had. They just want to um, hide themselves. Okay? That's what that's talking about. And then it says, There is that speaketh like piercings of a sword, but the tongue of, of the wise is health. The lip of the truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. That goes along with the lines with um, the scripture that says all hidden or all secrets will be revealed. And we all know that over time, the truth will come out. The truth will set you free and it will make you free. We all know that. But people that lie will eventually get caught. There's no amount of lies that can keep you on the track that you're going. You will eventually get caught. You will eventually get uh, reprimanded for what you're doing. And it's just not the way to go. It's just not the way to go. So we should always tell the truth. And then it says, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. So do you have joy in your heart? Or do you have deceit? Do you imagine evil upon somebody? Or do you wish the best for them? Do you sit there and think, I hope something bad about happens to them? Or something like that? Or do you hope that they turn from their ways and they're not a 
quote unquote Karen anymore or a Chad or whatever. Kevin, whatever name they pick for the guys now that want to act like a quote unquote Karen. <laughs> okay. Um, and then verse 21 it says, There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me in the past, why do good things happen to bad people? Or, <laughs> I got that backwards. Why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? I'll get it right in a minute, I guess. Um, but it's simply, I feel like they are tests and they are trials because God's going to put us through stuff. He's going to allow the devil to do stuff in our lives, just like he did in the book of Job. We all know that Job pretty much lost everything. The only thing he had left was his wife. His body was covered in boils, sores, blisters, and um, he lost all his family, his servants, his everything. He lost everything. Because God allowed the devil to do that because he wanted to show Job's faith. Of course, God knew his faith, but he wanted to test it to prove it. And he proved it not only to God, but he proved it to the area so that his story could be told so that we could read it. That's why God did that. He allowed that to happen so we could show where we should take our faith. And our faith should always last, no matter how strong the struggle is. I know the struggle can be real, but we should always have that faith that backs that up. Okay, the faith in the Lord that he will deliver us from anything that is occurring. Okay, he said, There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Uh, obviously, this is not talking about mischief of being like, you know, two friends joking around with each other. This is mischief of, like, embezzlement, mischief of Ponzi schemes, mischief of doing something that gets somebody hurt, you know? And I understand accidents happen and pranks go wrong all the time, but that's not what it's talking about. It's just simply you purposely are going at somebody to hurt them or hurt their lifestyle or whatever. And in verse 22, it says, Lying lips are abomination to the Lord. There you go. Don't lie. But they that deal truly are his delight. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of the fools proclaimeth foolishness. I think this goes along the lines of false preachers, too, if you think about it. The heart of the fools proclaimeth foolishness. Um, all these false prophets and all these uh, false teachers that are coming... Even though the ones that are already here seem abundant, there's going to be a lot more. This just goes right along with it, you know. And it says, uh, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death. What that last verse means, I'm, I'm going to get to the others, but that what that last verse means is there is no pathway, and in the pathway thereof there is no death for the righteous. The righteous are the ones that are in Jesus. Okay, that means there is no death 
and I can't remember the scripture um, word for word or even where it's at, but it says something along the lines of, one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, but but greatness is the ones who already do it or something like that. Once you accept Jesus in your life, you have committed to your eternal being. There is no death for you. You don't die. You just simply cross over. Cross over into heaven. You go back to, to meet Jesus. So what? That's what happens. I mean, that is literally what happens. You don't die. Of course, we all know when it says heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. That's pretty obvious. I mean, if you have this heaviness in your heart and then all of a sudden you get some good news, you're just going to be happy. I mean, that's self-explanatory. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the sloth will be under tribute. Um, means if you work hard, you'll eventually rise to the top. But don't forget who took you to the top. Because when you do, he'll put you back at the bottom again. And if you don't get that reference, study your Bible more. All right. So about, that's about all I got for today. Um, I'll try to get tomorrow's on time uh, if my voice cooperates. But uh, I'm definitely going to get one out tomorrow. I'm not going to skip a day or anything like that, even if I am under the weather. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Um, don't forget to share, rate, review, all that other good stuff. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. God bless you. And until next time.